What's up? It's your girl, Kina Zantel, and you're listening to Citizen The Pod. Let's get started. Welcome to Citizen The Pod. Hey, concerned citizenry, voters, taxpayers, POCs, immigrants, Americans. I am so happy to join you today. It's been a while, but join me on the gram and Twitter at The Surge. It's a movement, honey. So make sure your tribe is ready and registered to vote. We need to surge into the polls. Midterms 2018, things couldn't be crazier. So today on the show, I'm joined by my homie. See, I got the opportunity to go to school with a bunch of cool, smart-ass kids. So I am so excited to introduce Teray. How you doing, Teray? Hey, Keena. How are you? Good. I am great. So happy to talk to you. It's been a while. I know, and I'm happy to hear you classify me as a, one of the smart-ass kids you went to school with. <laughs> <laughs> it was a ton of us. We had yeah, a great exactly. time. And we and all doing our thing too, which is great. We, so we totally are, and I'm so excited. I'm gonna definitely try to get as many of us on this show as I can. But tell the folks a little bit about you and what you're doing right now. Oh yeah, so um, I'm a actually a lawyer at a law firm in Boston. I do primarily corporate litigation work. So I um, tend to represent mm. companies and different disputes, whether it be contract disputes, disputes regarding the company's products, um, um, and also just dispute regarding financial transactions. I also do what's called um, trust and estates litigation. So when um, often involving trust funds and um, disputes over someone's estate, usually relatively large estate. So it's been keeping me relatively busy. I've been doing that for almost eight years now. So so you're the kind of lawyer 45 probably would have had a speed <laughs> out. Like, yes, if he actually paid his bills, but no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He doesn't. So I wouldn't be on, I would be if he paid bills, but he doesn't. <laughs> oh, gosh, you know what? The only person he seemed to pay was Michael Cohen and Stormy Daniels, but that's a whole nother yeah. conversation. <laughs> and we don't even have time to talk about that. Yes. But I wanted you on the show because I needed a legal expert to discuss how important the Supreme Court is. So I know everyone who's out here listening knows that like every day, it seems like 45 is making history. It's like lie after lie, Mueller probe, Russia, and now he's influencing the highest court in the land. Mm-hmm. And we got a surprise, like, retirement came out of nowhere, or really did it. What do you think about Justice Kennedy? Yeah, it was actually, it was unfortunate, because Justice Kennedy, as you know, he uh, was appointed by a conservative president. I think it was President Reagan. Um, mm-hmm. But he was considered to be the, the, the swing voter on the court. And he actually... Um, in in many instances and many important decisions swung in the direction of, you know, not, I wouldn't just say liberal, but actually in the right direction um, in terms of his decision on gay marriage. I think he offered Mm -hmm. that opinion as well as um, I I believe in in the nineties or maybe the late eighties, he um, um, swung in in the direction of supporting um, women's right to abortion in in a a follow-up case that was at the Roe v. Wade. And I think he also was joined by, um, who also was a conservative justice, Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. Mm-hmm. And so it's unfortunate because he was a conservative justice, but he 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 acted like what law, what lawyers and what the public should expect the jurors to act, like to to rule based upon 
the law and based upon his understanding of the law at the time and not um, issue rulings that solely based upon, um, you know, a political affiliation. And it seems right. like, so he was that mid, mid ground who, uh, that, you know, the legal um, field relied upon. And right. it was very unfortunate that um, to hear his retirement, but it was not surprising to tell you the truth. Mm. Well, listen, I, it, it was crazy because I feel like the left like died. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a somber weekend. Like what, what are we going to do? Like, not only did we, not only do we have this crazy in office, but the Supreme Court with a staunch conservative appointee put on the court really makes this, what, a 5-4 court in the, the direction of conservatism. Yep. And we were, and I think we still are, like, we're just running scared. So you mentioned Roe v. Wade and how he upheld that. You mentioned his vote for historic marriage equality. But he has done some things that have just been kind of, you know, that have been just extremely conservative. So yeah. that would be like Citizens United. Yeah, I'm not absolutely. sure if folks know what that is, but can you explain a little? Do you know much about Citizens United? I actually don't. <laughs> you actually okay. probably know much more than I do. <laughs> so I guess Citizen, Citizens United was the decision to allow corporations to give unlimited they basically they made corporations people so oh, i believe yeah. they are allowed to um give unlimited amounts to campaigns just like a person can and i don't know if that's through you know political action um packs. political action packs yep. of course um but you know we know you know i just saw today on tv you know the republicans they were able to fundraise 219 million dollars that oh, yeah. in in their in their first quarter i think in the second quarter of this year and it's just crazy how much money is in politics. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how we funnel it out. I mean, there's stories about, you know, Russians giving money to the NRA and the NRA funneling that money to candidates like Trump and conservatives. I mean, I'm not really sure how we can wrap our minds around the seriousness of the Supreme Court and yep. the upcoming election. And I'm not really sure how we fight this but do you know much about Brett Kavanaugh like I'm really feeling so like yeah. he's he he's a mess but go ahead How he's, do you feel about him? well I I I I I don't know much about him. I know he's a uh, an appellate judge on the DC mm -hmm. circuit um you know relatively very conservative based upon what I've been able to read obviously I didn't even know of him as a judge prior to the announcement that came out from the president uh you know a week or so ago Right, same here. Um, but, it, you know, but it's my understanding he is expected to be somewhere not as conservative as surprisingly Clarence Thomas seems to be the most right. Clarence Thomas. Hmm. And I also think that um, and also Neil Gorsuch, he's not right. considered to be that far, but he's considered to be obviously a little further right of um, as like Kennedy, if Kennedy was still in the court. So right. he so he's one of those people where it's not clear that he will ever be a swing voter i think that now what what appears to be happening at least in legal circles everyone's saying that if he gets confirmed to the supreme court which will likely happen unfortunately um that people are going to be looking towards potentially justice roberts as a chief justice to, to potentially be that swing voter um mm. and but it, it's but again all five of them all you know and this is me assuming that justice kavanaugh is confirmed to the court those five you know republican appoint appointees um they that i i think it's you know it's unlikely that we're going to have people who are going to be jumping to the other side 
um, in their opinions. It's just I, I can't imagine that any of them are going to be like Justice Kennedy. Roberts, right. I do think, has the potential, but he's not as far as Kennedy. Um, right. And, and Kavanaugh, I think, was just I think that as a as a and, and I'll tell you, as a lawyer, I try to, you know, be um, obviously open minded with respect to judges because obviously right. I appear before them and mm-hmm. like try to persuade them. So I, I often will read their opinions and try to like have an open mind in terms of like, you know, is, regardless if I disagree with it, is this person a, a, um, a good jurist? So with, ju- right. with Brett Kavanaugh, I haven't had a chance to read any of his opinions, but the problem is like he it's not it may not, it's not necessarily him. It's the fact that he's being nominated by this person who it's like every day. I'm like, I can't believe we have this person as our president. <laughs> so anything anytime he makes a decision, you're like everything he puts out there, even if even if in, in a normal world. The candidate he may select may be normal. Become they inherently become suspect because you never right. know like what's behind it. Like did Putin somehow create the list of justices that he selected? Like exactly. It's like so. Well, I think the that's the issue. Sorry, go ahead. Right, and I think the fact that he was plucked from a list. So the Federalist Society, yep. a right wing, very conservative libertarian group, created a list that has been scrubbed by most conservatives in power because honestly I feel like regular Joe Schmo who drinks a beer and carries a gun every day does not care about like the nitty gritty of how conservative a judge is like I don't really think they pay attention to that they're just happy with a conservative making the appointment so yes you know, so they're there as long as you are appointed and by a Republican, then they're cool with you. They're not getting into the nuts and bolts. So, you know, Kavanaugh was supposed so Kavanaugh's background is I guess he was a lawyer during the Ken Starr yep. investigation of Bill Clinton. And he actually wanted the president to go under oath and talk about <laughs> the disgusting details of his affair yep. with Monica Lewinsky, which is crazy. So that's him working on the side of the GOP. Then he went to Florida. He worked to with defend, Bush, right? Yes, to work with Bush. First, he defended, he was one of the lawyers who de- who was the election attorney, one of the election attorneys to defend Bush in Florida. So that oh, got yep. Florida to win. Yep. Then he was appointed by Bush to the court. Yep. Like, as a good gesture so folks don't get it twisted like judges are political absolutely that's that's bs they're human beings they're human beings like just just like peter stroke was a human being as an fbi agent judges are human beings as well and they're appointed by party so there's no way you can tell me that these judges aren't partisan to some extent so that's nonsense yep but after serving in these roles he, I guess in 2011, wrote, I don't know if it was, and he wrote in a review, I'm not sure what it is, folks, Google it, because yeah. it can be Googled, um, that a president should be immune from criminal investigations and prosecutions, as well as personal civil suits until after leaving office. So if you're picking a jurist who already believes this principle, and you're under investigation by a special prosecutor I mean why is this not like a red flag like uh, the light should be flashing on this too like director of national security like I agree with you I mean that was a obviously that's a red flag for me like you know someone who was a lawyer who focused on these you know just these things every day the first thing I thought was like he's if if this 
if uh, an indictment were to come down against President Trump and like it, it, and it gets up to the Supreme Court um, in terms of whether he can be indicted or prosecuted for, you know, these crimes, um, you know, he has someone in the back who it, who has illustrated that he believes that I think his, you know, his words wasn't in, in his law review article is that he, he believed that, that an investigation of a, uh, an investigation or an indictment of a sitting president becomes a distraction and actually inhibits their ability to actually do their job, which is like, right. whatever, if the president did something wrong, they should be investigated. So, uh, right. I mean, if you break the law, I mean, what kind of, first of all, there's, there are precedents set every day, just being people of color. Yep. So we already have a view of crim- the criminal justice system that is like skewed. Like we, we, we do not feel comfortable with this body really presiding over our communities the way yep. it does. Because yep. for us, it yep. just seems like a huge infringement, right? For yep. them, you know, it's like a buddy and a pal. And we don't agree with that. But we also know, you know, historically how the criminal justice system really began in this country you know, after slavery. So we have our, our issues there. So for a president to be able to appoint a judge that has already vocally said that he doesn't believe that a president should even be indicted, even if he does something wrong as a president, I just, to me, it just sounds crazy, but it sounds like a very Trump move. Like no, this absolutely. is a Trumpian play. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't think, he, he makes decisions like you know on the fly and based on emotion like it that's very clear half of the people in this administration don't even know what's going on on a day-to-day basis and i i mean i i I suspect that with judicial nominations not because he's not just picking people at the supreme court that's one thing people have to know he's selecting people at the the um the court of appeals level i just you know read an article today about someone he tried to appoint to the ninth circuit just getting um i guess the republicans withdrew because they knew this person went past the vote and he's also appointing tons of judges at the district court level because yes. during a barack obama's years there were lots of vacancies um towards the end um, of, of obama's presidency so you know he is he is making these decisions i know he's getting con- he's getting you know advice but the problem mm-hmm. is like at the supreme court level you can imagine that he was like this is my this is like my ability to shape you know the the potential you know the the co- composition of the supreme court for a generation because once they get on the court they're they're for life and he can also and he also right. wants to he's thinking of protecting himself that's right. what he thinks of himself first like and we all yeah. i think that we any reasonable that. person know that you know yes yes he is his biggest fan he is his biggest supporter and every move he makes is about winning and that yeah. is my issue with all politicians, and I've yeah. said this before on this show, you know, we can no longer afford to keep electing politicians who feel like this is a lifetime job or a career. Agreed. Like, you are supposed to be in service. Like, this is a service job. Yep. So, you know, we, you know, we don't pay you a lot. So it, it's not <laughs> it's not glamorous. And there, but there are ways and loopholes. There are ways to move the money. Absolutely. We all know that. Um, there there there's just ways to move the money, unfortunately. But I'm just it just boggles my mind that, you know, the GOP is just not protecting the American people because they want to maintain power. Yeah. Like and you mentioned the fact that there were so many federal appointments that weren't filled during the Obama administration. One of them is a Supreme Court seat, like Neil Gorsuch should not be there. That should totally be... Well, no, Neil Gorsuch 
isn't there? Yeah. He is or is he he is there? No, so Neil, Neil Gorsuch was, is. It was um Garland who Barack yes. Obama nominated. Yes. Mayor Garland. And he, we couldn't even get a we couldn't even get a Senate hearing for him. No. I, I mean, so they stole a Supreme Court seat and federal and other federal appointments. Absolutely. Absolutely. They held up a lot of stuff during the term during Barack Obama's second term because they had control of, um, of the Senate. I think that the Merrick Garland situation is unfortunate. And like in the legal circles, we were all talking about like whether, you know, it was illegal what was done. Like, I mean, you know, the, the Constitution has the, vi- the vice and consent provisions. And, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the Republicans did what, you know, from a political standpoint, what they were what they had the power to do to delay and not give them a hearing and let the commission expire at the end of the term. So, wow. I, but but I think what the Merrick Garland situation illust- should illustrate for Americans, particularly those who are concerned about you know the Republican shape and the the the, the composition of the Supreme Court, is that elections have consequences. You have right. to like get out at particularly at midterms because for some reason liberal voters get really riled up at the general election every four years, and which is why from a popular vote standpoint. Whether we win the Electoral College or not, you know, liberal voters and Democrats tend to have higher numbers. But the Republicans, they come out at the midterms. And right. the, the composition of the Senate particularly is, is, is paramount because the Senate is the, is the, um, the House of Congress that, that the president has to go through in order to get, to get his positions confirmed, including judges. Right. And so okay. if the Democrats take over the get control of the Senate, they can force him to nominate more liberal judges in order to get those judges appointed, uh, confirmed, which is what Barack Obama had to do towards um, in the second term. He nominated tons of Republican judges because that's the only people he can get through. Right, you know? right, right, which is crazy. So right now, the Senate, I believe, is a 51-49 split. Very thin, yeah. Um, with the Republicans in the lead. And I'm not really sure how we can really combat, you know, the appointment of Brett Kavanaugh at this point. So there are a few things I want to mention. There are two GOP female senators who are, I believe both are pro-life, Denise Collins and Murkowski. Yep. And Collins has, to me, has already proven she doesn't have a backbone. I'm not sure if folks knew, but she voted for tax reform back in December and was promised by the president that there would be a vote on the floor for DACA kids that Mm -hmm. he never gave them. Yep. So she's already proven that she doesn't have a backbone because you never held the president to task for not doing what he was supposed to for you the first time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I think, and another reason I feel like she she really wasn't in favor of voting for tax reform was because of the damage it was going to do to the Affordable Care Act, which yep. is important in her state. But that's nonsense. But you know, she just. She doesn't, again, she's another career politician who really doesn't have a backbone and that, is, that isn't scared of, like, losing her seat. Like, yeah. they should always walk on pins and needles. Like, I you agree. You should always feel that you can lose your seat if you do not vote in the best interest of your constituents. Yeah. Period. Like, you should just walk on eggshells. So, and whenever you're not true to yourself, like, we just got to start holding these politicians to task. That's another combo, combo yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have three but you make good point. Dems, right? Yeah. I mean, thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but then we have three red state Dems. We've got Joe Manchin, 
um, Connolly in Indiana, and Heidi Heikamp in North Dakota. So all three of those folks could easily decide they're voting for 45's candidate. And then yep. we're... I mean, then and that actually, that. and that ha- and that happens. I mean, I think particularly for the candidates, the judges he even nominated at the you know the appeals court and at the district court level, I think that does happen. And the thing is, like, you know, obviously, you know, they are they are legislators. Like, you know, you want them to go to Congress and you know to have these interviews with these people. And, and if they think the candidate's a good candidate, regardless of whether the candidate is nominated by President Trump, they should vote in favor of it. But you know, but the problem is like if it's a situation where you're is a gun held to your head, like you are afraid right. you're gonna lose your job, then it's I'm like you should you should just put your job at risk in order to do the right thing. I think that's you that's the point that I think you were making is that you should be walking on um egg, you know, pins and needles and like being concerned because the thing is like you are a public servant. So yes. if at the cost at the end of the day to maintain your morals and what you've held up is to lose your position the next time, then so be it. That just so be it. Like Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. Um, this is why I'm like I'm slowly trying to start the conversation about term limits. Mm. I feel like that's something we should really start considering. I think at every level of government at this point, I just feel like there's no way that there's no way that the idea of a lifetime appointment doesn't get under like that doesn't make anybody want to stay in that position. Like if yeah. you feel like you can like hold on to this much power for a very long time, why wouldn't you? I feel like that's human nature. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just time for us to put those constraints. And I mean, they say, Hey, less people will decide to run for office, but I don't believe that because there's an air of, um, you know, cockiness and like, you know, I, what is the word that I'm mm-hmm. trying to say? Like conceit. Yeah. <laughs> that yep. has to be like a little bit of that has to be a part of you in order to have the balls to decide to run for office. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like it's it's just like you have to have some sort of like you have to have some grit, some gumption, something in you that makes you feel like you're that guy. Yeah, absolutely. So, or so there's no way that 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 like natural want for like acceptance or popularity because I personally think 45 is just like really a reality TV star and (laughs) fans well he is (laughs) I mean for real like they're fans like because they will walk into the fire with this man yeah yeah I mean the heart his his hardcore base I mean the problem is with this last election they got so many Americans riled up about randomness that people, mm-hmm. I think, were not being practical and pragmatic when they went to the polls. And just, I think there are a lot of people who voted for him or voted for other, you know, third party, other party candidates like the Green Party and uh, what's uh, I forgot the other one, um, right. because just because they were just pissed, right. which is like crazy. I'm like, I'm like, regardless. I mean, I had, you know, my my criticisms of of Hillary Clinton, but the reality is like, I was like, she is incredibly prepared and, and deserving to be present and one of the most qualified persons in history, not just women, persons in right. the history to be present in this country. That's why when I voted, I, I made the decision. I'm like, look, these, these are only two practical decisions. But the problem is there yeah. are a lot of Americans who are not voting that way. I'm just, I'm just going to do this. And just there are people I know who voted for Trump who was like, ooh, you know, I didn't think he would actually win. So I just and I couldn't vote for Hillary. So I voted for him. And then look what, what? happened. Like, what? yeah. There are a lot of people uh, I know who didn't vote. People I know who didn't vote that I get angry. So it's, right. it's, it's, 
It's just. I agree. I get angry too. I'm like, really? Like, this. Uh, uh, Able bodied I mean, people who are gainfully employed, like no, I'm like no issues. Like, like, like why no are you not reason. voting? Like, yes, no reason not to. Just like, eh, it doesn't matter. But yes, it, it does. does. Yes, yeah. it does. So, Teray, is all of are all of your friends registered to vote? <laughs> I I mean, my closest friends, I believe that they are, but all right, I'm finding well, out one by one. You know, here and there, yeah. Out people listen. That vote. So homework assignment for you and me and all of the voters and registered voters and citizens out there in your group chat text this week, mm-hmm. send the message folks. Like are y'all registered to vote? Just make sure like your crew is registered to vote because we just admits and people do. I don't even think people are paying attention to the midterms. I mean, I think they are because the new, I don't know, for some reason politics is is like spilling into like pop culture I'm noticing yeah like every like if you watch the news or if you're watching like your regular everyday shows they're probably talking about what's going on in politics which I don't think was the case in like the 90s yes um but it's like it's becoming a real a real thing so I'm excited that folks are talking about it we just need to make sure we're getting our information from the right sources hopefully you're getting some information from this cool ass episode I had with Teray. Thank you so much, Teray. Thank you for having me on, Kina. Show. I'm excited. So if if the folks want to like reach out to you, should I mean like, are you willing to let them know how to find you on Facebook? Do you, are you an IG person? Are you a tweeter? I like, uh, is there um, a social media that you want folks? Yeah, to I mean, I guess for you on. Or I guess be- the. E- the easiest way to reach out to me is probably through Twitter. I might, I admittedly don't use Twitter as often as Keen would probably see on Facebook and Instagram. I'm very active, um, mm-hmm. but Twitter is a good way to reach out to me in terms of like, you just want to talk more about this stuff. It's my handle is um, at um, T Howell at, 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 sorry, at T Howell 07. So T as in Tom, H O W E L L 07. Um, I'm available on Twitter. You can message me. Um, um, yeah, and, and I'm on Instagram, but I don't talk about politics on Instagram. Instagram, right. I'm a whole, I'm a whole just, different you person. Just but chill. You just, I know you it's just like chill. I, I take yeah, I chill on Instagram. And that's that's where you'll see all my travel stuff. If you're interested in my travel stuff, you can find me on Instagram as well. All so. right, all right, that's good. And folks, you can always reach me. Citizen, the pod wants questions, feedback. DMs, all that crazy stuff. But I am on Instagram and Twitter at the Surge 2018. I'm so happy that you guys are listening to another ap- episode of the pod. Don't forget, we should have some new episodes coming out shortly. More than one's gonna go up at a time. So I am grateful. Again, thanks to Ray and thanks to my listeners. See you soon. It's Citizen the Pod. <laughs>